All right, and one last episode from London. Uh, this would be day three going into day four, so this will be the last podcast that we did. We will hopefully be doing another one either today or tomorrow. Uh, I guess for full disclosure, I was not very lucky in London, and I came back with COVID, so I am going to hope that uh, I have a very mild case and that I don't have to worry about uh, taking a few days off from the podcast because I would really like to be able to get one out uh, with the conclusion of what happened while we were there. And then maybe even a bonus one where we kind of talk about the experience of it and how everything kind of happens while you're there. Uh, Because next year we are going to be going to Vegas, to Bally's, for the Moscone Cup. And we will again be doing a queue it up group that we had. This year we had 25 people in that group. We were supposed to have a lot more, but the, the regulations caused a lot of people to not be able to get there whether it's from Europe or whether it's from the U.S. So we had several people back out, uh, I guess, over the last few weeks, and then even more that just weren't willing to risk going over there and getting COVID because it apparently happens, and bummer, here we are. So uh, with that out of the way, I guess I wanted to give one last time for the Patreon since we are giving away a Predator Air Rush. Sorry if you listened to all four of these episodes and you had to hear me plug it four times, but... It's possible that some people will only listen to one or two of them, and I wanted to make sure that everybody hears it because you have basically till the end of December to become a Patreon of the podcast and get yourself entered into a drawing that will uh, potentially win you a Predator Air Rush. Uh, The way that you can do that is in the description of the video, uh, or you could just go to patreon.com forward slash queue it up, and that will be... Uh, where you can get signed up for one of the tiers. There are, I believe, five tiers, and the higher the tier that you go, the more entries you're going to get into the drawing. We had, for full disclosure, several people back out of the Patreon over the last uh, couple months, so there actually aren't all that many people entered into the drawing, so there's a pretty decent chance you'll have to win a $600 Predator Air Rush queue. And, of course, this is also basically helping this st- uh, the sustainability of the podcast in the future because this support really is what helps uh, keep me doing this as a full-time venture and not having to go out and I guess get a real job as bad as that kind of sounds (laughs) it allows me to cover the industry as a full-time gig and make sure that everybody's getting the content that they want so uh, this is probably the biggest reason I'm able to do that so I thank you to everybody who has partaked in the past who is partaking currently and who will partake in the future And hopefully you win a couple sweet prizes uh, along the way. The next prize is going to be a white carbon fiber shaft. So even if you don't win the Predator Air Rush, you're going to get an opportunity to win one of the new shafts that I'm sponsored by. They play absolutely amazing. I'm telling you what, these things are the the greatest shafts I've ever played with in my entire life. And I've been playing the game for a long time. And it's not just because, you know, I'm sponsored by them. It actually is an incredibly good shaft. So with that being said, uh, we can, uh, I guess, jump right into the podcast. So without further ado, here is the last podcast for the Moscone Cup. I'm a real deal. I'll shoot your liver out and hand it to you. Bossing me around to tell me to boss you around exactly what weird what, stuff are you into exactly what that I'm sounded like that. there's not too many people i tell they can boss me around too many cooks boy. yeah that's uh that's that's pretty nate you need to do your job and boss me around <laughs> that's right 
I got to stretch, boys, because we're about to do the, okay. the big guns today. I like a man that knows what he wants to know. I like it. We're about, we're about to go to war today in here, so I'm about to get to my, <laughs> my, my All right, so uh, who wants to go on tilt? Does anybody here want to go on tilt first? Any, any? Well, pick a topic. I feel yeah, like we're – uh, Where are we starting at? Pick well, a topic. Let's, let's, let's start chronologically. Let's start chronologically. So uh, the fans' choice – uh, no, not fans' choice. What was the the first match? What was the first match? It's been so long now. Is it uh, first a singles? Was the, was the carryover? Yeah. Uh, it was um, uh, Jason uh, Shaw versus Jason Chris and Chris. The carryover. Jason and Chris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fight. I mean, I, I don't think there's too much to. I don't think too much to talk about there, right? I mean, Chris showed some fight, but. Um, you know, that was the kind of one that we had chalked up for Europe to say about that match. Nope. Jason was starting his MVP no, run there, boys. Doesn't sound like it. That was so, uh, that. Yeah. Jason Jason was starting to go and and really execute some phenomenal shot making, but Chris was just in a in a super tough spot there coming off of that blunder from day two. And then you're running into arguably the best player of the event so far. Uh in Jason Shaw. It was just you know, it was a no win situation there. Um uh, and Jason handled handled his business, you know, and stepping up in a big, big spot to go and tie the event up for the Europeans. Yep. Uh so the next match I I think we're uh, uh we're starting to get into things we can really talk about. The uh, Shane and Sky, right? Am I do I have that right? Yep. No, Sky and, no, no, and no. Tyler. Or was it yeah. Yeah. I, Sky and Tyler, Tyler sorry, Sky and Tyler. Sean um, Filler. Yeah. Yep, Sean Filler. Um, I mean, I guess that was the match Tyler lost the MVP. I think we can think of a line. Uh, came off, I mean, he didn't play amazing the first few days, but he got the job done, and I thought Sky played well. Uh, Tyler really struggled, but, um, I mean, I guess anybody have any thoughts to take away from there? Well, I think that uh, the U.S. Nope. team at this point – no one's got anything. <laughs> would, would 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 be struggling to find an MVP. Uh, if there was just the opposite of an MVP, I think there'd be more uh, participants in that. Uh, uh, it, it's unfortunate, but they they've all contributed, I believe, to uh, you know, kind of just sloppy playing. They're not. Uh, they don't have their A games. That's for sure. Sky is probably the least at fault. Uh, of any player. Uh, yeah, I think Sky's yeah, playing the I, best pool of anybody. I, I overall, so. you know, at, at least he's come up with a couple of critical shots that were, you know, sporty. Not that Jeremy didn't have a pretty sporty shot on that two ball yesterday. I mean, he yeah. certainly did with position on that three. Uh, that was that was a quality shot, oh, yeah. but that's just one shot. Yeah, I, Tyler just yeah. – he, he, Tyler just had some some really bad bad moments, you know, there in in that match, and um, I think that was. I guess it's easy to go and say that's whenever the wheels started coming off because you get a loss from your what I what I consider to be the American two top guys. What do you say, right. Pinozo? Uh, you know that that was a match that you know I was hopeful because I did think that they were playing the two strongest guys. They were the two strongest Americans through the first two days. But still, you're going against Sean Filler, and Shaw just coming off a match where he was, you know, nice and loose, had, having beat Chris up pretty good. 
so that was a tough situation for them. Um, you know, but still, even then it's, you know, it, it's six to five. It's still, it's still a horse race to me. The wheels came off the momentum. T- forget the Chris shot on day two, the game changer, the, the match changer, everything in this was this was the Shane Kachi match, which was the third match of that day. Uh, that's where everything to me changed to a one way, one way street in the wrong direction for USA. Yeah. Um, that's a match you're supposed to win. That's a match he looked great coming out of. He was breaking like a monster. He was getting open racks. Uh, and then somehow or another, he couldn't find the pocket. You know, he was he was getting out of shape a lot and leaving him tougher shots than he should have had, uh, but still makeable shots. Well, but, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's me, an guys, important thing, too. Is, I mean, Tyler, Tyler never had a lot of real good. He, he was always shooting testers. Yeah, I mean that's you know they they've all kind of run into that. I think that maybe maybe the table playing maybe the Americans haven't figured out the tables, but but Shane against Kachi just um, you know he 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 never really found the, the table. I mean it was he was always chasing shots. It was getting worse and worse, yeah. and then he he would miss right. a couple of racks in a row where he missed, and uh, that's to me that to me was the was the match that changed everything because. He wins that. He's supposed to win that. Kachi was sleepwalking the whole tournament. Uh, he's supposed to win that, and then you're at 6-6, six, six, and it's a horse race, race to five. Uh, but not only did he lose that match, but his his mindset went on tilt after the latter part of that match. He, he was slumping in his chair. Well, here we go. It, let's, just, it was all carried over. Yep. Let's, let's – uh, so Jim wants to be on today just because he wants to go off on. Let's, uh, let's let Jim go on. Knock yourself out here. What's your question? <laughs> what, what do you want me to? You want me to address the shame? Well, the shame uh, situation? we we all saw. Well, we all we all saw what happened, right? I mean, Shane obviously struggled. He obviously struggled, and then he let his, his demeanor completely change the way that he. Tyler, I think his next match him, and I think uh, Tyler did his best to stay focused, but uh, it's. I think the telling part is when she came up very short on a shot. He played a, a very poor positional shot from the six to the seven. And Tyler has a look at the seven ball. And it's a real shot. He sits in his chair. What has what Tyler got to be thinking there? Like Shane's sitting in his chair. And Shane, or, uh, Tyler goes up yep. and drills the shot. He, he makes the shot. Yeah. But it's... Look, Shane's got two roles there this week, yeah? And we've talked about it before. He's got the extra responsibility of being the vice captain. He's got two roles now. It almost seems like to me that he's chosen to pick the Earl role rather than the vice captain role uh, yesterday. Um, he's allowed to lose his matches. Yes, he sh- is, is he favourite against Katchi based on the first two days? Yes, he is. But he doesn't have to win that match. Katchi can beat him. You know, we've discussed it. Catchy's ill, but you know that's a point that USA needed. They really needed it. Now he's he's got to go back out there again with Tyler. And yes, his demeanor. That shot specifically, my Nate, myself and Nate talked about it. We were sitting beside each other when he sat in his chair and threw his cue down, as if he expected Tyler to miss it. Now, if I'm his partner, I'm thinking, hold on, get your get up here. I'm going to make this ball. Where do you want the cue ball? Why are you going to sit in your seat? Where do you want your Where do you want me? Where do you want to be on the eight? 
but Shane's just walked away from him and tossed his cue in the corner and sat down. And it's like, well, what's going on here? And then we did not see Shane for the rest of the day. He was not sitting with the rest of the players. We didn't see his face once. He's obviously he did, he did come out. He did come out eventually. He he, at the very, very he came out on Hill Hill, Jim. Yeah, okay. So yeah, at Hill Hill. What's he doing for the rest of the time? He's the vice captain. You know, where is he when when you know to okay, I've lost my match, but I need the rest of my team to be there, you know? And it at the time it reminded me of Earl. I remember one year that Earl, you didn't see him in the arena when he wasn't playing. And Shane just sort of disappeared. Now, I know probably he has to, to, to compose himself. He's upset. He's lost his matches. But you're leaving the rest of your team hanging. And then you've got, when Jeremy's out. Oh, do we lose Jim? Chris and yeah, Sky. a little bit. Temporarily. Yeah, Chris and Sky are having to go over and give, give well, positive words to Jeremy, you know. Where's where's Shane? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. It. I'm not. Uh, it's it just seemed like it was the doomsday scenario that, that that we envisaged perhaps happening with Errol, and it was Shane that it happened with, you know. And I'm uh, it's it baffles me. I don't know. I, I I I really don't know what went on. He looked upset. He looked sitting even before on the first match. He was sitting in his chair. And Monday itself and Nate mentioned it. We said, look at Shane's face. He just looked fed up. He looked uninterested. He just wasn't... There was no eye contact between himself and and his player who was out there, Chris. There was never really... He was going out there and, and giving him any positive vibes. Wasn't involved in what was going on, it didn't seem... I thought when he left there that he well, went up know, just, playing uh, the track. The, the, yeah. Sorry. I think we're having some delays here. Knows, what do you think? Between you guys and the audio. And... Yeah, unfortunately, the only person with worse internet than me apparently is Jim. So, this is the hotel we're staying at. It's uh, the internet's not very good here. We apologize, but Pinozo, uh, <laughs> I guess, what's your thoughts on oh. it? Well, you know, you're not. Jim's not going to get any argument from any American, I don't think, you know, on Shane. The only difference that I would say from oh, Shane to Earl. Oh, you'd be surprised. Well, possibly. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you forget social media. Okay, I'm talking about people who say. understand yeah. the game and watch the game and are have some sense of objectivity to them. So um, the, the only difference I would make to Earl is when Earl used to uh, uh, be a not te- non-team player, um, he would badmouth his his his, his um his teammates I, this time i think shane you know i'm hoping that he was just disgusted with himself exactly and just hated the game that he was playing and yep. and just couldn't stand but either way um that all changed when he took on the vice captain role and and that's where you have to you know jeremy lost a couple of heartbreakers but he was still out there talking to the players talking to them every match talking to them every shot encouraging whatever that's what you got to do whether you're playing well or whether you're not playing well or whether you're feeling good or you're not feeling good whether you're mad at yourself or you're not mad at yourself this is your role so if you took it on and you said you were going to take it seriously take it seriously otherwise otherwise just lip service and um so yeah I, I, you know to me uh shane's got a lot of explaining to do 
uh, you know, not to me personally because he doesn't know me anything, but to his teammates and to Jeremy, I think he's got a lot of explaining to do. Correct. Correct. You know what? You know, when you're playing scotch doubles, uh, don't you always really try to leave your playing partner with an easy shot? Melina, I mean, isn't that the objective? You know, not not an easy shot. It, for a professional, they should all be fairly easy. But uh, I did notice on the shot just before uh, when uh, Shane uh, dogged that ball down the rail, Tyler had a pretty straight-in shot. And he looked at it for quite a while. And I'm, I'm thinking if I'm on that table, I want to leave Shane on the rail so that ball's straight in the hole. Because the next ball, the eighth ball, would have been straight in the corner, opposite corner, into the table. And instead, he draws the ball back to the middle of the table and up the table quite a ways. Now, that was probably an easier position shot than trying to get the ball on the rail. But look at what al did. He's got three balls left down in the corner that one time. He doesn't mess around, try to mess around down in that corner with tight shape. He draws that ball all the way up the table, hits the short rail, and comes back down. Now, I'm thinking Tyler is good enough to really execute and put that ball on the rail. Why did he not do that? This Because he thinks, well, Shane can make any shot there is? If, if, I'm, if I'm a Scotch doubles partner, and this is Moscone Cup crap, it ain't the, the Scotch doubles tournament down the block. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to get that ball so it's straight in, so he can't miss it. So that that blew my mind, really, right there. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If it you was, start playing position. If you, start, it, you know, it, if you play position, if you play positioning to make your partner it, not lose, you already lost. Yeah, and I push back on that totally. Right. You're not I, uh, playing so that you're not playing yeah. so that he can't miss. It's given the best shot possible. A straight in shot down the rail was the best shot possible, considering where the eight ball was. The best. I, I yeah. I mean, I, I think if Shane, I think if you said that to Shane, Shane would probably tell you that there's nothing wrong with the shot he took. Should have made the shot. I know it. what he's going to say. Yeah, he just missed it. Undercut it. It's not. Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, it's a miss, but it's not a hard shot. Right, but it is missable. I don't know. A uh, you were going to say something? Not. Go ahead. It's terrible optics. It doesn't look good. You know, adversity is going to go and reveal character, and that, that was not what you wanted to go and see from your from your top guy, number one. That's not what you want to go and see from your vice captain. They needed more out of him, not just from a playing standpoint. They needed more out of him as a leader of that damn team, you know. You cannot leave your guys out there to go and and hang out to dry like that. You know, Jeremy's showing all the fight in the world after every one of his soldiers yeah. goes down yeah. back to back to back to back. And you're, you're nowhere to be found. For the life of me, I don't understand it. You know, you win as a team, you go and lose as a team. We hear all these cliches all the, all the time. But, you know, you're under a microscope and the whole pool world's watching. And you're, you're, you're not out there. You got Sky out there being more... Of a of a captain or vice captain, whatever you want to go and call it, more than Shane was, you know, encouraging his guy. You got Tyler out there consoling him and giving him a hug after it's over with. You know, it's you you cannot be there during that time. You can't have that kind of body language. You gotta you just even if you're out, man, fake it till you make it. 
you know, put on a face, put show some damn heart, go out there and just give those guys a little bit of hope because in short race nine ball, one little thing and some hope, one little mistake can go and swing the match the other way around. But when you're already checked out and you're already defeated and listen, part of that team is you got young guys that y'all went and picked out there. It's not veterans who have been through this shit before time and time again. So they're looking to you for how you're going to go and carry yourself. And that's the example that you're going and saying, I mean, I'm going to get crucified on here because, you know, Shane's the golden boy and I get it, but there's got to be some accountability there. You know, you can't just keep on giving a guy a pass over and over again. No, I, I think Mike, you're, you're not. Uh, gonna no, I, I love your point about there's that. a lot of people that are going to agree well, with what you just said. Well, well, Rob, I think I think you made a, I think you made made an amazing point about uh, the young team, right? I mean, the, the reason Tyler are on this team is not because of the main players in the U.S. It's because of the, the future, and at some point in time, you got to get the next generation of U.S. players ready. And this this is especially last year with Chris, but uh, even this year, I mean, you got to get him ready. And part of getting ready is being able to handle that adversity. There's there's more of it here than there is in any other tournament in the world, probably every single other tournament combined. I mean, the playing conditions that are here are just different. And you you got to learn how to win in this this environment. And I, I mean, as the, the vice captain, I mean, we can all say this. We all, we all, we, we can all say that Shane has two roles and he was not willing to play one of them. He he was not willing to play vice captain role yesterday. He wouldn't do it. He he was gone. He, at the end of the day, I like just, you, I just want to say this because because Jim also had a fair point earlier in that like he's allowed to lose matches. That's not the part that 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 frustrates me, right? Because he's human and a short race nine ball, and he's up against world class players. You know, even though on on paper he was a favorite against Kachi, Kachi is a world champion. You know, as much as Pinozo hates that word, <laughs> but you know, my 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 point is is that it's for me, and I think the overall point is, it's the body language. It's the, what you're showing to your guys afterwards. And then you go and not just check out here, and you check out out there on, on the floor, but then you literally check out of, of the whole you know playing area and just got the hell out of Dodge while the rest of your guys are still over there dodging bullets. Yeah, I, I think you know the thing I would add to that is that you're talking about the young players. If you're a young player – you know, they all grew up idolizing Shane. Who who more would you want to come out there and, and grab your arm and pump you up and tell you, you know, that he believes in you, whatever. That that's what you want. Um and and you know, we didn't see that in him. We saw that in Jeremy. You know, Jeremy like <laughs> yeah. he's you know, he showed what a captain is. Uh he went well, out yeah. there, he fought and grinded for everything he had. Yeah. And you know, I I, I, I mentioned the Mike last night what what was jeremy thinking what what did he feel like when he was going through that four to four match against al-kady and all these guys are coming out there and he sees that his best player is vice captain the guy that he you know took all the advice from for this isn't there i mean that's just it's just bad uh it's just a it's just a bad look um all around and i felt bad for the young players i felt bad for jeremy um, it just, just shouldn't happen. But, but I do, um, I do want to say something like sky is the sky does not have it in him to be the type of captain that he was asked to be yesterday. He was doing sky wants to be goofy with you, right? He wants, wants, you know, when you're in a tough situation, he wants to make you laugh and loosen up a little kind of in the moment. He doesn't want to be the person that has to pull somebody up out of the dregs to do the, you know, that's just not the sky's role. And, I do. Sky did his absolute best. 
yesterday with that. It was it was really impressive. We're losing your name. And I saw Chris do exactly what Chris Reinhold was doing good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we got the gist. No, no good. Kind of. A little better? A little bit. Little bit. The fans out there has got to speak faster. We need you the, to speak fast so we, we get it in and those books of internet. Difficulties here? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, difficult. Chris Reinhold, to me, showed that – yeah, to me, Chris Reinhold shows that he's a leader and he could, you know, if, if his game progresses, yeah. he continues working on it. He continues to be, you know, a great player. He can, he can take the role over that Shane well, should have been. Yeah. Uh, no, right no there. I, I see it. it I, I mean, I don't know if the players are ever, the, that'll come with the press, no, but he has what it takes to be that leader. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that from a couple standpoints. One, um, you know, he doesn't have that, you know, uh, level of experience, you know, he's a good team player. That's what you want. He's a good team player. He'll, he'll help you rally. Sky's a good team player in his own way. Uh, Tyler's a good team player in his own way. You know, a player shouldn't be vice captain anyway. So this was something that Shane wanted to do. This is something that, that, you know, people didn't beg him to do and, and say that we need Shane to be vice. This is something he wanted to do. Other than that, it shouldn't be a player anyways. So, um, you know, and, and that, the other players can play their leadership roles as players. They don't have to be vice captains or captains. They play their all like their Shaw own does in his in team with you. Exactly, exactly. So that's 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 what you want these players to do. And and Sky does that in his way, and and Chris can do that. But you know, he's vice captain. No, that doesn't make any sense. And to me, it doesn't make sense for a player to be vice captain. It was kind of an odd thing this year. But Shane, that's what Shane wanted to do, and so. Um, you know, John Schmidt was on podcast the other night. And said that he that Jeremy called him and asked him to be vice captain, and he accepted. And then all of a sudden, it switched up and and it well, became. Went the door whenever he whenever he didn't want to go to the U.S. Open though, because you got to go to match room events to be a part of that team. Uh, to be I vice guess captain. Anyway. Well, like, yeah, I mean, they still, they're still going to, if, if the events are in the U.S., I'd imagine they're still going to want you to yeah, be Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know events. what the reason was that John got his invitation. No, yeah, he didn't say anything. I was just assuming. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, it, you know, it just, uh, uh, it just, yeah, it's just mind boggling what Shane, uh, what Shane did, yeah. you know, after, but, well, reading, after wanting to be vice captain. Yeah. Well, um, what I'm saying is like, at the end of the day, like you either have what it takes to be that type of leader or you don't. What I'm saying is maybe, you know, maybe Sky or maybe Shane or maybe Tyler isn't going to respect Chris at he at the rate he is or at the level he is right now. But, you know, Chris is maybe 27. If he progresses into a world quality player, what I'm saying has what it takes to be a leader. If he has the, the fortitude without, uh, those inner, uh, you know, that that it takes to be the leader. All I'm saying is, Sky doesn't have that. I mean, Sky doesn't want to have that role. Sky wants to be goofy. He wants you to. He wants to be the one that comes in and loosens you up and keeps you in the moment, not the one who drags you out of the dirt. Like and and just kind of like is a, is a I guess the the captain role. It, Sky's a lot like Carl Boyce, right? Carl Boyce really He'll that. keep you up spiritually. You know, he'll keep your spirits. Absolutely, up, yes. That's what you want yes, from, he will. Yeah, from, yeah. from being in that role. You know, not well, the mean, guy that's, to go that's and make you do drills. Carl's but... so good at that, right? Yeah. That's what Carl's like. Yeah. Best thing is like Carl can keep you in the moment, keep you laughing, keep you having fun. 
I guess one of the frustrating parts is there was talk of, I mean, there was questions about Shane's leadership leading up to this, you know, and he said all the right things and they said all the right things ahead of time, but we've seen it over the last, you know, 10 years or so, as far as his ability to go and be a leader on that team. And when you go and say all the right things ahead of time, but then whenever, whenever it got tight, that's what happens. That's the frustrating part from a fan standpoint, you know, that's, that's because that's whenever you show your, you know, you have changed, you, you are going to be that leader, you know? And, and and I don't think he did, and I I think it's I don't think yep. it's fair for those for those guys who were out there. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, I agree. agree with that too. So I I would like to make a comment about what uh, a glaring difference that that I've noticed, and this is very simple. It's the ability to pot balls. Uh, you you put the USA up against the Europe team, and and you don't see nearly the mistakes in potting balls with the European players as you did with the. U.S. players, and I noticed something about that. I, I tried to look at their the, their approach to the particular uh, uh, conditions of the table. Brand new cloth, new table, not really slippery, but I mentioned this yesterday, but it's fast, okay? Well, when you're on those kinds of conditions, I know from playing just playing three-cushion billiards the last five years that if you elevate the back of your stick even slightly, it's going to have just a huge effect on on your uh, hitting the the next ball at a half ball hit. Well, in pool, there's it, it really is the same thing. And I did notice that on misses by both Chris, Shane, and Tyler, uh, that the backs of their sticks, especially shooting off the rail, was slightly elevated. Well, that's fine if you're going to shoot firm, but if you're going to do that soft nice easy stroke that Tyler has and Chris has and the back of that stick is slightly elevated stuff is going to happen on first. the way to that you'll, you'll be missing uh, you know right not saying it. And, they, and they were missing these shots they were cutting over cutting them and you that was one of the strike. things that can happen now Jim what do you think about that because yeah. uh, I was told long time ago that if the conditions are slippery if cloth is new you want that you want to rub your knuckles across of that cloth when you're shooting. You want that cue stick as level as you can get it to that playing surface. And I, I didn't see that yesterday. What, what's your take on that? What you're saying is correct. You play on that table when it's that slippy or any table that's that slippy with a new cloth. Predator, cue tech, whoever they want can come out with a, with a zero deflection cue and you're going to get deflection if you're not hitting the ball uh, solid, if you're not hitting the ball correctly. Because it is so slippy underneath, there's there's less friction in the cloth. So any any time you're slightly out of line or you just put a bad in, it's going to be magnified the the, the mistake. There's there's less room for error. There's less of a buffer in your stroke when you're playing on that table. Um, and yeah, that happens when you're out there. You know, maybe you do put a twitchy one in. Maybe you do just you know, and. I don't know. That, listen, that matchroom table for years and years and years has made world champions and very, very good players look a little bit silly at times. So mm -hmm. this is not something that we haven't seen before. Um, it all happened to everybody, it seemed, in one go on Team uh, Team USA, which is unfortunate. But it's not something we haven't seen before. This is this is Moscone Cup. That table is like no other table. And if you can't if you can't play it and you can't get it under control. You're going to struggle, and um, you've got to be. You've got to. You've got to be. 
you've got to be smooth stroking, you've got to be on your line, you've got to be hitting the middle of the pocket, and you've got to have the speed of the table because you've got to keep that cue ball under control. And uh, that's what Jason's done. Jason's he's had the best cue ball there, and he's been hitting the middle of the pockets. Simple as that. If you do that, you're going to be okay. Big shot after big shot. Yep. So, Jim, I mean, you were just a day clutch. off your prediction. Yep, never afraid of the moment. I, was just, I, I knew it would be 5-0 on one of the days, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here All right. Go. With that stupidity, let's uh, let, let's let's get to the elephant in the room, I guess. Uh, the next big controversy: JJ's uh, time foul. Uh, well, I get to start because why not? Um, first off, the fly thing. The the people saying hold, that uh, hold, it's the same as when Jason thing. had it. Hold on one second. I mean, I, I I I'm I'm fine with discussing it, but Jeremy played a hell of a match. And he and he had no business going and being in that match at four four to to begin with. So I don't want to start with the negative part of it because Jeremy grinded right, his way and and, mo- and moved can, his can, way and came with great shots, showed a ton of heart. You know there was a lot of inspiring you know spots in that in that match, and it would have been very easy if he would have lost you know five one five two whatever you want to go and say. But he made the best of it and fought for every ball, fought for every rack that he was in. You know, the guy wasn't even playing pool a couple of days ago, you know. So yeah. I just want to preface it with that, you know. Oh, yeah, the best him... match of the tournament so far. Single For sure. Match. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and the greatest and the greatest rack of the entire event so far. That that rack was amazing. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I guess it, it's Hill Hill. Uh, Jeremy makes his way out of a great rack uh, to get at Hill Hill. And then David just breaks a stinker. <laughs> There's three balls tied up on the bottom <laughs> rail. There's uh, two balls tied up. On the, uh, the on the other rail, like stinker of a rack. It's a perfect hill hill rack, right? And yeah. yeah, I mean, it goes back and forth. How many innings do you think each player had? Twenty five, something like that. By the end of the game, yeah. was it fifteen? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I don't know. It was a lot though. It was a lot of. Okay, yeah, no, it, it was a lot. It was it it was it was more. It was way more than ten. And it, you know, if I had to guess, I'd probably mm-hmm. say about twenty to twenty five. There was a lot. There was a lot of innings. So. I mean, it, it, it just seems perfect for something crazy and controversial to happen after all of that, right? I mean, it's just I primed for it. it um, I guess, yeah, for anybody, I guess, that lives under a rock, uh, it's Hill Hill. Uh, Jeremy Jones has, you know, David Al-Qaeda. Jeremy, I mean, sells out. I mean, he, he plays a he plays a bit of a loose safety, gives David a, a look at the ball. He uh, David makes the ball, draws back full table for his next ball, and taps the eight ball onto the six ball which makes the six ball not go. He then has to come with a hero draw stroke to try to get underneath the six ball and clips the seven ball, hooking himself on the six, seven. David shoots the shot and then sells out. I guess it's not easy. It's an absolutely not easy shot, but he gives a shot to, to Jeremy. You could tell Jeremy was not expecting to get back to the table, I think, because he was not ready. This is my this is my opinion. I think Jeremy had conceded that he was probably going to lose oh, yeah. once he made that positional error. And and David and David has an out. He, he you know, you don't expect him to, to, to flick that eight ball onto the six. Uh, just perfect enough to where it will only go in one pocket, the pocket furthest away from it and messes up his positioning. So I think Jeremy is kind of like oh my goodness, I'm actually going to get back to this table. I can still win this point and save America, right? I mean, this is this is it. This, he's trying to save U.S.'s chances because eight to six isn't too bad. Nine to five is terrible. And he's kind of thinking to himself, in my opinion, nine to five, ooh, what the heck am I going to have to do tomorrow? This is going to be rough. And while he's going through that thought process, David messes it up, gives him an opportunity. 
So we're now at this point where he's he's kind of conceded. He has to get his head back into the match. And David sells out, and Jeremy's kind of working his way back into the match mentally. Forgets that he takes his extension already and thinks that uh, getting the uh, cue ball clean is going to give him a new shot clock. That's not the case. Yep, at 12 seconds. You know, he doesn't do this at 25 seconds. And I'll say this, uh, the ref, terrible. Well, the, the ref was terrible. And the ref was terrible because he could not get the crowd under control. He wasn't even trying to get the crowd under control. No, he wasn't. I mean, there's, there's screaming obscenities. They're, 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 they're down on the shots talking the entire time and try to get the crowd under control. He never says anything. He doesn't look up at the crowd and say, settle down. He doesn't do anything except for put his stupid little hand up in the air and do nothing. I mean, that doesn't do you any good. But with that being said, he got this one right. He got this one absolutely right because he knew the rule. The rule when he when Jeremy called for the ball to be clean, he looked at Jeremy like what, and then immediately sprinted to the ball, cleaned it as fast as he possibly could, and put it down as fast as he could possibly do it. And JJ, I think, and I, I need to go back and look at this because I haven't looked at any of the replays. But Jeremy, he didn't even try to go for the ball. I mean, he went back to his he went back to grab his towel to clean his cue off. He didn't even try to get back to the table. So Jeremy did not know the rule. The ref knew the rule. And if I remember right, I think the ref would have set it down with about two or three seconds to where Jeremy actually could have pulled the trigger if he wanted to and shot the ball really quickly. Uh, I mean, you guys were at home. I'm sure you guys have seen the replays at this point. Did he have enough time to shoot the ball? Yeah, for sure. If he was ready, he did. If he was ready, he, yes, he absolutely yes, he was ready. time. But yes. the problem is that when, 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 he's putting the, when, he's put, when he's putting the ball down, He's then going and, and acknowledging there's a shot clock, and he's kind of like doing this number here, right? You know? So yeah. yeah, and then so as the time and people were saying, well, there was yeah, no, no beeps. Clue. We'll go yeah, back no and clue. listen to it. Watch, watch, watch the replay because there was definitely beeps as soon as it goes and gets down to five seconds. So sure, um, yeah. and it's a, I I think it was for loud. me anyway. It was loud. Th- yeah, it was. They were it very was. hard to hear. It was even very on the video loud. It was loud. Um, for so me. I, my thought process the really emotion quickly. and the back and forth of the match. Oh, yeah. Well, my thought process on this, just wrapping up and then I'll, I'll, I'll hand it off to you, Mike, but um, the ref knew the rule immediately. So there's no way that Jeremy wouldn't have known it. There, there, I mean, he in the moment, but there is no way that he was not going to be prepared for that rule at some point in time. If given the context of, you know, the the rule book. I mean, he, he had to have known it. He just was not ready for it. He needed a chance to collect himself, wipe his cue off, get the humidity off, and get ready for the shot and just get properly settled into it. He gave himself that amount of time and he, he didn't have that amount of time. He didn't. It's Jeremy not just needing a breather. And get, given, like you said it perfectly earlier, Mike, this guy wasn't even hitting balls three days ago, four days ago, five days ago, whatever it was, he wasn't even hitting balls. So to expect him to be ready for a moment like this uh, to where, you know, you could just go down on that shot after thinking you're done and probably the U S is done. And then just being absolutely ready to shoot the shot. You can't expect that out of him, but you can expect him to know the rule book. You can. And he didn't. And I mean, it's, it's a crappy thing that happened. It's a terrible way to end the match. It's awful. I mean, my heart's a good person. He's, you know, he's he's knowledgeable. He's he's smart. He's he's everything that you could say about him. 
but he dropped the ball on this one. And there's you can't you can't blame the refs. Don't give me that they cleaned it for Jason. That's that's that doesn't that that's an external factor that has nothing to do with the play on the table. Jeremy was not ready for the shot and needed more time to to get himself ready for the shot. If a fly lands on a ball, that's something completely independent. If I chuck my beer from the stands and it hits a ball, you're gonna reset the shot clock. You know, there, there's there's a difference between something that you're not ready for and something that's completely out of your power to play that's at the table. And I, I just don't, the, the fly thing is a real thing that should have been cleaned off. That actually could affect the play. And it's something that Jason had no control over. Jason was ready for the shot and the fly landed on it. It went through his line of vision and landed on a ball. That's that's something control over. You just can't get, there's no. So it's a completely different situation you can't argue that it just doesn't want to it doesn't, um i i guess at the end of the day it's um it's I, it, it goes back to what we were talking about the last few days the america find these weird crazy conspiracy theories where they're, everyone's out to get them and it's like the world is against us and matcher oh, hates God. us and blah 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 what at the end of the day is we made the mistake we made the mistake that it just is what it is i mean that's my thoughts on it so yeah. mike you can take it away from there Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard several things. I've read some several things. People saying that, you know, uh, Al-Qaeda's not a sportsman because uh, he accepted the foul. He should have just uh, he should have just rolled the white or oh, agreed with Jeremy. Thing I've with the white and, yeah, these are idiotic things. And if that's the case, then, okay, I want I want uh, Kachi and Alvin to get their shot again that they messed up in their match, you know, because everybody knew what was happening except the two of them, but nobody said anything, you know. The referee knew because, and it was the for, same ref. It was the it was same his, ref, boys. And he yeah. knew it was going to be a foul, and he, it was in the stroke when he called foul. If you watch it, yeah, hadn't mm-hmm. actually contacted the cue ball when the ref said foul. He just knew that he was about to foul. You know, so the ref should have said to to him then at the same time, "Wait a minute, it's not your shot, Clenty. It's Alden's shot." You know, David's a professional. This is this this is. You know, if, if David was playing in an individual event and it was just him and he decided to to, to, to turn around and say, you know what, I'm not, you know, I don't agree with this. You know, let's stick it back. Fine. But he's playing for a team. He cannot make a decision like that to just play a foul in the next. He'd be an idiot if he did it. He'd be getting crucified. His team wouldn't be happy. He's a professional. There's been a rule that's been broken. It's not his fault the player didn't know the rule, you know. So he gets his ball in hand. He takes a gift, and I believe that that it's been it's been um, uh, said exactly the words that that that, that Al Qaeda said to uh, to Jeremy, and he he was he was conscious of what happened. He was very sorry for Jeremy that it did happen. He said to him, he, I think he said something like, "You're an amazing, you're an amazing player. You're a legend of the sport. I'm so sorry the match had to end like this." And he acknowledged it, but you also have to then acknowledge from the other side, David has to do what he has to do. He's been given, you know, he's been given a lifeline. He's been given that chance to win that point. He, he can't do anything else. So anybody who's on social media saying that that's not, that, that, that Al-Qaeda is not, uh, not showing sportsmanship and that he should have given it back, it's a ridiculous, ridiculous notion. Dumbest thing. So dumb. That, and you have uh, no idea who he is. As a, David is one of the people that you'll, you'll come across to when it, when it comes to sportsmanship. If David thought there was anything wrong with anything that happened, he would have said, no, that's that's not right. You know, but the rule is the rule and he knows it. And like Nate said, what happened with Jason, 
is a completely different thing. And what happened with uh, Kachi and Albin is also a completely different thing. But you can disagree with the ruling. You can say that any time, including the cue ball, uh, you have to stop the clock or you don't, regardless what it is. You can you can do that as well. You can disagree with what the ruling is. But the rule is there. The rule is there and the referees have gone by what the rule is. So who, who are we criticising here? Are we criticising Matchroom? Are we criticising the referee? Are we criticising... Anybody our... but the US. Anybody all, but us. <laughs> yeah, all three of those notions that it's the referee's fault, that it's Al-Qaeda's fault, or that it's Matchroom's fault, is just stupid. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and it is, yeah. I'm pretty much. I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually considering leaving some of these pool forums that I'm on because the nonsense that you read on it is just, <laughs> just ridiculous. It just it, it hurts my head reading it. Come on, yeah. Pedroso. <laughs> uh, well, no, my head's not going to blow up. Uh, you know, the only thing more offensive to me well not offensive i don't want to insult anybody here on the, on the, the podcast but the only thing worse to me than than the idiots who who just throw out really nonsensical things on social media is that we spend time talking about them i would like to spend time more talking about the match itself and you know i i would i would really like to know what the rule reads i mean is there something specific and and, and i'm not saying he made the right call i think jeremy and, and I, I think Jeremy knows the rule too and knew the rule. I just think he really got in a kind of a panic situation and just just threw he something out ready. there. He needed uh, a couple and it didn't seconds. work. So yeah. uh, right. Yeah. So and that's and that's fine. But I'm really curious as what the actual you know I'd like to see what the written rule is on what kind of stoppage stops the clock and what doesn't. But but that's beside the point. Um, no, he made the right call. Uh, it was just really unfortunate given the circumstance. Um, but you know, I'm going to go back to a little bit of what, uh, Mike said at the very beginning of this conversation about the foul is, uh, the, the topic here really should be to me about what an amazing match it was and what kind of stones Jeremy showed to get up there in that situation. He was down three, one, no one's expecting him to win. Anyways, the U S is getting right. run over through, through yeah. the day. And, and he, he did what you need to do in the Moscone cup. And that was, he fought and he scratched and he grinded for every ball that was on the table. Uh, and that got him back in a position to win the match. And the, you know, the back and forth with the safety play in that last rack was just, you know, it had me on the edge of my seat. And, um, uh, one of the things that, that is most apparent to me is that um, Jeremy, to me, cemented his role as U.S. captain for years to come, if he wants to, just by what he did yesterday uh, and what he's done this week. Because if I'm a young player yeah. and I'm looking at and and I'm looking at what he was willing to do for me and for the team, and that he battled that hard. That's a guy that I want to go to war with. I'll go to war with that guy anytime. Um, and so that to me is why, why I think that, you know, if you're a young player, that's the guy you want to follow. Uh, and he showed just so much grit and so much heart uh, that, you know, it didn't even really matter whether he won or lost. I would love to have seen him win because 8-6, yeah, you're, you're still in the game and, and this guy won a huge point for you. But, um, but you know, to me, he still showed so much out there 
that uh, that it's going to go a long way for him uh, from a risk. And he's already had a ton of respect, but from a respect standpoint and a credibility standpoint, you know, no one's going to question Jeremy ever again. Well, Nate, I was for him. Nate, I was really for him that much. Yeah, really, really. Well, I was going to. I was going to. <laughs> no, I'm no, telling you what, he, like your argument, actually, that he hasn't your even had a full, a full a full year with his own guys. You know, he hasn't even had a a, a team. You know, without any well, drama or any I, any, I, any it, BS, yeah. and that's not his fault. I know. You know, and listen, he's shown. Like uh, I, agree said, he's shown I agree with that. I agree with that. Of, I love how everybody went out there after the fact and showed the man some respect. All the players from, yeah, uh, they did. Uh, from that was from, cool. from from Carl and Laley and and Shaw and Kachi yeah. and all those guys giving them um giving them a lot of love because Jeremy that 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 whole match was just inspiring and that foul really took away from what could have been and that could have been because it was it was something pretty special you know it's just unfor- it I, I don't think anybody wanted it to end that way I had money bet on team Europe and I was still rooting for Jeremy after getting back in there the way he did and finally getting a decent shot, you know, and there's, I mean, it kind of robbed us of what could have been something even better because that six was no, was no gimme to get, and especially to get back on that seven. So it wasn't a guarantee that the man was going to go and get out. So we, it could have been even better than what it already was. And it already was something pretty special. Um, he's got all my respect in the world, just from that standpoint. Um, he, he, show, he shows you that don't ever give up on, you know, no matter where you're at in that match. You know, three one, you know, nine five or eight six or eight five, whatever it was. Um, yeah, he's the guy who I would want to go and look up to. He's the definition of a leader because he's not only saying it with words, but he's out there proving it with actions. You know? Yeah. And I agree. We, and oh yeah. We, sure. we talked we, we talked about it before the Moscone Cup about, you know, uh perhaps, you know, the, the, the and, and we mentioned it when we had Jeremy on the show. That um, there didn't seem to be a reaction from him when the, when things were going badly uh, in the previous year, um, and that he said they admitted that, and it was something he wanted to work on, and he wanted to make sure that you know, if he felt there was any moments uh, where he needed to get involved, then time out, real quick, boys. I I don't mean to cut you off, Jim, but the but the lineups are out. Yeah, lineups out. Uh, just to let everybody know, they're starting off with the fans' choice doubles. Following that up, it's going to be Jason Shaw versus Sky Woodward. After that, it's going to be Shane Van Boning versus Joshua Filler. Following that's going to be David Alkaidi versus Tyler Steyer. Kachi versus Chris Reinhold. And in what could be the last matchup of the night, if it gets that far, Alvin Ocean versus Jeremy Jones. I tell you what, man, like you want to talk about a story, and I, I know it's, it's it, you know, it's hard to go and get there. It's hard to it's hard to go and get there. But if it gets down to that last match, give me Team USA. I don't care how much money I lose. If it gets <laughs> to Alvin Ocean versus Not Jeremy it. Jones, I want to see some redemption and some Cinderella because that that would be something of of, of Mike. That's of, not the last match. That would be the last. That would, yeah. That would only that would only get that it, won't be the last match. That would be captain's pick. And then it would be that get a hill hill. Yeah, and then it's captain's pick. Right. Well, then, never mind. Now y'all just ruined it now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's back on Europe. He's Come back on, on Europe, everyone. Take a break. Let's go Europe, then. It's time to go and collect, boys. Come on. Go <laughs> Europe. If he was, if he was what do you think? last match, then stick him out again anyway. <laughs> you know? Hey, why not? Yeah. Let, let, me get, 
let me get y'all's reaction because essentially the first three matches are going to be the same guys because I, I'm, I'm going to bet US my, my the three. entire house that you're going to have Shane and Sky ver- versus Jason and Joshua Filler. So yeah. what do you guys like in that doubles? What do you guys like having Sky following it up? Um, I, you know, I think that it I was not surprised that he Points. came out. I need to check out, guys. Enjoy. Okay. Okay. See you, Jim. See you later, Tell. Who did we lose? We lost. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did. Might have lost. Go we'll ahead, Mike. Through it. Let's well, go. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they, uh, not surprised that they came out with Jason right after the doubles because it does figure to be Jason and Josh against Shane and Sky. Um, I thought maybe uh, we talked about this last night, Mike. I thought maybe then they would hold filler till the end, uh, you know, in case they needed, in case it got that far. You don't want to, you know, roll the dice, but holding the album till the end is not a bad option either. So, um, you know, my my interest in the beginning of the day is going to be Shane. Uh, so Shane is coming out first in doubles. You would assume, uh, you know. Which you know, what Shane are we going to see? Is he going to is he going to realize last night that he did not do the right thing, and is he going to come out aggressive and determined to win today, or is he going to be the shoulder shrugger uh, that we saw at the end of yesterday? So that to me is the most interesting aspect of the beginning of the day. Here is is Shane coming out there? Uh, doesn't surprise me that Europe loaded up, tried to just finish this thing off um, because they you know. They knew that the U.S. had to load up. You have to run out Sky and Shane right away. Yeah, that's why I don't, don't like that. Leave, you, you have to. You can't leave. You can't lose leaving it's them on the back. It's a lesser two. Yeah, it's a, yeah. You're yeah, gonna get you, you can't. You anybody will tell you, yeah, you can't, Yeah, you can't lose with your best players still sitting on the bench. So if the, if he's got a bullet, you play. You shoot it right now. So that's the way. Well, it goes. no, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I, uh, I don't like Europe. I don't like Europe playing their best. Uh, with the first one, I do because they're two behind. If they were one behind, uh, a little different I, story. I mean, if they're if they were one from victory, a little different story. But they're two from victory, so they're doing what they're basically doing. What uh, you know, what J- Johan did a couple years ago was start the day with Sky, get to get to the hill, and then you're holding your best guy to the. If it gets a little bit further and you need him, you got Shane a little bit later. And Johan's this, actually start- in. The, Johan's in the. I'm sorry. He froze up a little there. What was that, Nate? Give him a second. My audio is terrible. His internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, I mean, my so, connection is so bad. Um, yeah, they again. You know, it's not surprising that they started out heavy, tried to get to that hill right away, and then and then uh, you know you still got plenty of talent and keeping your you know, one of your best guys for the end in case you need it. Cause you know that that's where the U S is going to stick Jeremy. Um, you just try to get there. So uh, again, to me, the, the very beginning is going to be uh, seeing how, how Shane comes out for the doubles. Uh, and if it gets to his singles match, then the singles match really interesting. What about you, Rob? Me? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll go. Uh, I don't think we have a prayer. I, I think it's over the first two matches today. Um, and, and that's got something to do with the 
the emotion that I, I went through yesterday. And I just, it's going to be so overwhelmingly hard for this American team to pull out of that state of depression. Even after Jeremy's great showing, it certainly helps to going into today. But it's just, it's overwhelming. And, and if they don't start potting these balls better, they just don't have a prayer. Uh, I, I would like to give, change the subject just a hair, I would like to give a shout-out to Kelly Fisher. I think she, uh, she said something yesterday that, that kind of tickled my fancy a little bit, and that David Al-Qaeda was playing uh, at the time, and he had a ball hanging in the corner pocket that he was hooked on. He could have jumped and whatever, but he and he and Hod and finally decided to go rail first on the shot. And I'm I'm looking at it going, God, he's got a good chance of scratching in that other corner at that same end of the table. And he's got to come out just to the middle of the table for shape on the next ball on the side. And he pits it just perfect. He just clips the ball thin and it it just comes out ideal. And Kelly Fisher at the time said some things about David Al-Qaeda. One of the things he says was that he's, he's practices with players that play three cushion billiards and they also play snooker. And he's very good at both of those games. And I, I, I really liked that. It was a, you know, a, a, a let's, let's boost up all the pocket pool games and including billiards. So I, <laughs> I heard that and I kind of, I kind of laughed to myself and he executed it. He said, you know, people who play this game, pocket pool games, if they only took up a little three cushion in the process, also their pocket pool Nate, game is going to get Nate better. Could have made that rail first. Nate, Nate would have Nate would have been able to spin that rail first in. But I do like I do like bringing up Danny Sanchez. He's a world champion three cushion player. Just a just so. I get back in there. I'm already getting blasted. What is going on here? <laughs> we were waiting on you, pal. Um, Jeez, way, way to wel- way to welcome me back, pal. Thanks. Yeah, I think I think the. You know, just just back on on the matches, I think I think the Americans are for sure up against it. I wouldn't blame them. I wouldn't blame them if it's over. You know, in three. Um, but I tell you what, it, it really just these matchups alone have a chance for something pretty special to happen. You know, a lot of redemption here. If you look at Chris versus Kachi, um, Tyler, if, if Tyler can go and hold his own against David, and of course if Jeremy somehow or some way could go and ever get there uh, and beat Albin and, and grind another one out. Um, it could, it could be something, something pretty special, but it's going to be tough because they've, they've got nothing but, but, you know, uh, uh, haymakers ever since the end of day two, starting with that miss by Chris and then just continuing match after match after match, you know, really uh, now have been six matches in a row. So um, mentally it's going to be tough to go and come back from it. But we'll see, you know, like, like the old saying goes, give me a chip in a chair. Yeah, it's, um... well, I think the U.S. I think U.S. is winning the fir- two of the first three. And it wouldn't surprise me a bit if they won the first three. But I don't think they're getting past. I think best case scenario, they get to uh, match number five. Uh, I think that I think it's realistically over in four. Yeah, quite, quite possibly, um, you know, but you're, you're coming out there. You know, it's it's time for the stars to shine. You're coming out there with Sky and Shane the first three matches. So if they, you know, if they've got the heart and if they've got the determination, um, then it makes things interesting. Uh, you're still still in a deep hole, but it makes things interesting. So yeah, let's see if the let's see if your leaders stand step up. 
Yeah. I, the last thing I want to talk about, I guess, before we can wrap this up is, uh, does anybody have a count on the MVP? I mean, I'm sure it's Jason's to lose at this point, but uh, if let's say Jason and Josh play the first one, uh, they win and then Jason loses and Josh wins. Is that, uh, does that give him the MVP? Where, where does anybody have any account on that? I think it's Jason's to go and lose for sure. Yep. He's got yeah, three. He's, he's got four. He's got yeah. Yeah, he's, I think he's already he got, got five. He's already got five points. Well, he I think, but David ain't lost the what, match yet. How many think. does Josh have? Um, but he's been he's been that emotional leader on the rail too for his guys. I think that's a big part of it. You know, he, he's really been the spark plug. He got him tied up yesterday. I mean, he's he's come clutch in some big moments and some big shots. You know, and I know, he, you know he has one. Fillers only played three matches. <laughs> yeah. And two of them were singles. Crazy. He's only played, so he's, you know, he's not in contention. Um, you know, someone like uh, David, I don't think you he's, he, you know, he won doubles on the first day. Um, he won doubles on the yeah. second day. So David's got four. Yeah, David's David got has four. Lost, right? Jason's got five right now. But it doesn't. So it doesn't it's, feel yeah, like Jason like David's like David's ahead of Josh, though. Not to me, Mike. I don't know why. No. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like David's been, you know, more of a factor it's, than than. It's than but Josh it's it's has. based on it's based on points. It's it's not yeah, an objective. It? Yeah, it's a subjective thing. It's 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 just strictly based on on wins. Uh, there's no voting. Yeah, yeah. So, there's nothing um, else. It's it's only no so it's, it's only the most points on the. Yeah, yeah. it's the most points it's on the winning such, team. So Jason's so got five. Theoretically, David if Jason goes four. out and loses his first two matches, yeah, yeah. If Jason loses his first two matches and David wins his singles. But David even then, it's five, five, and, three and a half. Yeah, not four. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you take it away from them, Jeff. Rob, you go and take his half point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Um, I hope it's going to be good. But you know, yeah. their team USA's yeah. team USA for. I mean, they they look. They look defeated in the locker room after the match with Jeremy. They look defeated after just walking away. Obviously, Shane's demeanor, you know, the entire from, you know, the the last two thirds of the entire day. Um, it's not they don't ha- I can't pull any like besides Jeremy's fight. I can't pull a whole lot of positive out, out of what happened yesterday. You know, here's a question yeah. here. Uh, is Earl out of quarantine today? <laughs> don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually interesting, right? What what happens it if Earl Strickland shows up and starts uh, beating up Team Europe? <laughs> well, you know, I, I'd be interested to know, um, you know, what Jeremy said to everybody last night to get him to get him back into it for today. Yeah, I would I too. Mean, you know, I, it'd be really interesting to know. I, did he do a fire and brimstone thing? Did he do you know the soft soap thing? You know, whatever. Uh, but you know, maybe it, just maybe he just bought a bottle of booze and they all just got hammered and just had fun. Could be, but won't it be interesting to see how they come out today and play? I would, uh, Johan. I would love to have you on the podcast uh, one of these times uh, to hear your thoughts on it. I think that'd be fantastic to get your. I mean, who would who wants to listen to us schmucks when we could listen to you on this? I think that'd be the best. Bring yeah, them all. Get them out, the bring them out for a post. You yeah, calling post, it all schmucks now? Post tournament appearance. No, by just Johan. you. You in? Yeah, Johan, you can you can join us for the after one if you'd like. You're well, first off, you're welcome whenever you'd like. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be fantastic. Um, so I guess let's get everybody's prediction. 
Uh, currently, it's nine to five. Molina, Mike, what's your uh, what's your prediction on score to finish it out? Well, as someone who's betting by the match, I'm hoping it's <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's going to be two zero. But if by some way they go and and win the first one, hell, might as well let them win the rest of them too. Let's get it tied up and let's make it hill hill after that. So uh, we'll see. Either way, so I'll what you're watching. what you're telling I'll me win. is you're giving five. Well, I may or may not have, you know, but. Um, the money, the, the money line's pretty big. The money line's pretty big too, you know. So, um, I want a sweater, man. I do. I want to see something competitive. I, I honestly, I do. I, I want all them to go, you know, close five three or five four or better. The last thing I want to go and do is see is see them go and and mail it in. But that first match is going to be key. Um, I hope Shane doesn't go and bring Sky down because Sky's been the you know the pulse of Team USA. Um, he's been super upbeat the entire time and really just, just completely positive and has played phenomenal. So I hope he doesn't go and, and bring down his rhythm because if, if they lose and then he's, he's down here, well, now he's playing, you know, the, the next match afterwards against Jason. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens though. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so Mike, I think, out of all that, we heard eleven to five. <laughs> Rob, what's your prediction? You know, I yeah, I'm thinking eleven to five too. But I, I, U.S. they could win one out of the first three. I think they could maybe, like you say, win three out of three. I mean, anything can happen in this. It's a race to five. Come on, these guys are the best mm-hmm. players in the world. Right, Penalso, what you got? You know, eleven six. That's what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go eleven, 11 six, six too. Yeah, I think they they win one out of the first yeah, three. I'll- Yep, I got that. Uh, I got eleven to seven. I think that they're going to win two of the first three, and I could I could actually see. I mean, if uh, if Shane and Sky go out there and win, uh, I think if Shane was next, I think I, I don't think that that guarantees a win. But I think if Sky and Shane goes out there, I think I think Sky will beat Jason. I think he will if if they win the first match, and then you got you know, uh, well Josh does Josh. I've never seen Josh more excited for anything in my life than any chance he gets to play. More. Shane Van Boning in the <laughs> Moscone Cup, so doesn't really say much there. But uh, well, yeah, I got, got an I got hour, 11 boys. To, Eleven to seven. Here, here's yep, a and I got to go jump here. on an Uber to get over there. So. Let me just throw this out there really quick. What if, what if instead of JJ, that fall would have been called on Earl? Uh, potentially, what do you think? Would, have, would, have, would the would the ref have gotten hurt? Uh, no one, no one ever has in the first degree. Yeah, no one ever has to worry about Earl not beating the shot clock. So yeah, that's true. That would not, yeah. that would not have just, been an issue. He would have that shot is absolutely right. <laughs> he would have just speared it in. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, yeah. all, right. all right, all right, boys. I appreciate you. Have a good day. I don't okay, know when we're gonna. I don't know when we're gonna be able to do the the post show breakdown because I got to be traveling tomorrow. But uh, maybe we can get it in very late tomorrow night or something. We'll or, figure yeah. it out, buddy. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep. 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 All right, everybody. Later. Thanks later. again later. for watching. Later. Cheers. See you, See you later. Thanks for coming to my party. Now that we're all out to grow, it's time to go home. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. 
If you've liked what you've heard and you want to contribute to the future content that will be made, consider joining the podcast's Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash up. Becoming a Patreon of the podcast will help to create all of the future content that the podcast will have. Special shout out to Dave Peters, Aaron Taylor, Pete Silsby, Morgan Lupton, Ben Young, Robert Miller, Andy Morse, and Bill Pelham for your generous contributions to the podcast's Patreon. If you ever need any more information on what the Patreon system is or how you can contribute outside of the Patreon, please reach out to the podcast or Nate himself. If you would like to contribute to the podcast for free, consider sharing any podcasts or the podcast page on Facebook itself. Also, leaving a review and a rating if you listen through iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Cue It Up podcast.